going on, my people? What up? This is the Radical Latino. Welcome back to the Radical Latino show. It's me, the Radical Latino. The Maybach Wetback. <laughs> What's poppin', my people? What's going on? What a week. What a week. Um, uh, I'm gonna discuss... Well, it's, today's a different show. It's been a little hot and heavy on the previous shows that I've been doing. You know what I'm saying? Talking about racism, white supremacy, and all that. Um, which is, you know, which is fine if you guys still want to listen to that and all that. But I wanted to switch it up. You know what I'm saying? Just give it, um, give it like a little break. You feel me? So today's gonna be, you know, a little bit of a of a different type of shows. You know, a different field. We're not gonna be talking about no race stuff or whatever. Yeah, I might just dive into it or whatever the case is. But if you guys like a show like this, just let me know. Hit me up. You know the the regular regular platforms and all that. But the first thing I want to get into is yo that whole Drake and Pusha T shit, B. What is that? Drake hasn't responded. Jay Prince out here doing the press runs for his book, but secretly he's kind of like telling people, "Hey yo, don't mess with no, don't mess with Drake. He has a song on the way, but I squashed the beef." Kanye out here tweeting out saying the beef is squashed and all that. Whoa, what's going on? I thought, I thought my man was like, you know on some fire fire shit. Is this the first battle that Drake lost? Is it even safe to say that? I don't know. I don't know. It kind of seems like it. Drake has been on the run. You know, he was, was seemed like the hard man to, to beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Joe Button went at him. No, actually, I... Well, I can remember Meek Mills went at him and he kind of like exposed that whole ghostwriting shit nothing happened you know what I'm saying nothing happened and you know Drake skated that shit like nothing you know what I'm saying No, it looks like everything that could have hurt a rapper isn't hurting him he got punched in the face by or slapped or whatever by P. Diddy Nothing happened. Still the same. You know, like, his record sales went up. You know, still the same. He's ghostwriting. Nothing happened. He stood the same. You know what I'm saying? Nothing, nothing. It looked like he was untouchable. You know what I'm saying? Joe Buttons went at him with, like, multiple songs. Nothing happened to him. Drake didn't even respond. He responded on like a song, like a little verse, like not eat. That's like not even a response. You know what I'm saying? He shouldn't even equate that to a response, but nothing happened. And him and Push were going at it for a while. But when Infrared came out, then Drake decided to respond. But he responded in Drake fashion, you know, putting out two songs. One was trash. And this one, um, um, the dubby joint, that was kind of good. But he responded just like Drake. 
You know what I'm saying? Basically saying, listen, I'm untouchable, blah, blah, blah. But Push exposed them. Push really exposed them. And you got Jake Prince out here talking about, oh, I stopped it before going somewhere else and all that other shit. Nah, chill. Don't don't get me with that. Don't tell me that he's, you didn't respond because of, nah, I'm sorry. He knew my man was gonna like get beat bad because Push even said that he had like some ammo for him. You know what I'm saying? Push even said that he has, this is just a little bit that he has against him. And I think Drake's camp and Jay Prince, they were kind of scared. They're like, listen, we don't need to ruin your reputation. You know what I'm saying? So that that's what that's what I think. That's what I think. He got a little scared, and you know now Jay Prince is doing cleanup. You know what I'm saying? Let's see how this affects him because an album is gonna come out. So let, let let's see how this affects him. I, I after this, I don't want to hear no subliminals on Pusha T. I don't want to hear nothing. Because if you are man enough to do a subliminal to push after this, but you ain't man enough to respond to him on a something, nah, I don't want to hear nothing. The squash is squash. That's it. It's over. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't want to hear no sneak disses or sublim nothing. It's over. It's over. Ja, that's it. To tell me no. You feel me? Like I. I. I, I hate that whole. Like, yeah, that whole joint is over. Yeah, me and you were cool. And then I just go over here like like a little bitch and just start, you know, doing sneak disses. Nah, you don't play that shit. Chill. You know, it's over, it's over. You know, it is it is what it is. Let's just keep it like that, you know? Hopefully it stays like that, you know? Um, what, what else has been up? Um, I saw that new movie, Ocean's 8. The joint is pretty good. I liked it. You know, um, it was a continuation of the whole heist movie, Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Eight, Ocean's, you know, Eleven, Twelve, and all that. It was actually pretty good. You see some old faces. You know what I mean? But it basically takes place as a, you know, I think one of the daughters or whatever the case is, coming out of jail or whatever, and she was kind of like the same way. And she just pulls off like this high thing. It's like a whole. I think they delivered it way better in this movie than the Ghostbusters movie. They delivered it way better in this movie than the Ghost. The whole cast is all females, and obviously that's a little unexpected. And you automatically gonna think, oh, this shit is gonna be kind of trash or whatever. Actually, no, it wasn't. It was actually very good. It was very well done. It was very well put together. You know, you got a lot of character development, a lot of funny moments, which I like, you know, I like comedy and all that. And everything was, you know, put very, very well. It was very well done. And I, I enjoyed it. You know, a lot of twists and turns. And towards the end, everything's like, oh, you know what I'm saying? So it's a very good movie. But um, also, this week what I've actually encountered was this documentary called Stranger Fruit. The documentary is called Stranger Fruit. Um, it came out, I believe, a year ago. I don't know how new this is, 
but I believe it's a year ago it came out and what the documentary is based on is Mike Brown and his situation you know what I'm saying what he went or what he went through and the aftermath of it and how the media had a role in it or whatever that documentary basically for the one hour and seven minutes as that's on it's giving you a lot of information a lot of information that I knew a lot of information I didn't know a lot of other information that it shed some light to that I was a little confused on the case you know what I'm saying either way I still believe that Mike Brown wasn't supposed to get shot and Darren Wilson Wilson was supposed to go to jail that, that, that was a given you know what I'm saying um but you know the white supremacist justice system that we live in that that's that, that's the thing that you know you know what I'm saying like that's something that we're just gonna have to uh, accept and try to like fight back but um it, no it, it was very well done um it gives you first of all the way it starts it just starts off with you know the image of his body on the ground you know what I'm saying um it, it, it shocks you right then and there boom this is it then it gives you a brief, uh, a, a very brief history on the director's uh, director's point of view, how he's going into it, and why he feels so interested and invested in this. And then you get a very brief overview, a, a very brief history overview of Mike Brown and everything he went, like everything about him and all that he just graduated and all this other shit, right? And then. They go fact for fact on the case. Fact for fact. Hearing what um the the this side, the witnesses, hearing what Darren had to say, and debunking what the facts were. There was a lot of a lot of discrepancies on Darren Wilson's confession. Or his interview that he had, because I I heard that interview time and time again, and now seeing it in this perspective of this documentary, Stranger Fruit, it puts a lot, a lot, a lot of context to it. Everything that he said, everything that was done, and basically. The way it seems is that, you know, everything that all the witnesses were saying, well, you know, true. You know, my man was not showing a threat whatsoever, and Daryl Wilson was the aggressor in the situation. Come to find out, Darren Wilson has other accounts of being aggressive towards people of color. You know what I'm saying? And also, he comes from a big background of doing the same thing. I believe in the documentary, they touch, touch on how I think he got fired from his previous uh, police position on another town. And he got hired on Ferguson and all that. You know what I'm saying? And the, the, the same thing um, they were saying um, in the documentary that we touched on, the same thing that the media was saying 
that they painted Mike Brown as this big monstrous brute. The superhuman, you know, black man that he defied physics and was running towards bullets on some superhero shit. Like he was like super nigga. I'm like, yo, I from from all from day one, I automatically knew that was bullshit. You know, but the way they painted, especially Fox News, them, them motherfuckers are crazy, but the way they painted him was like he he was like this super human guy and Darren Wilson was like this freegal, you know, tamed I don't want no trouble type of guy and everything he did he did to defend himself and all that and then later on you see that that was never the case because you know evidence you know what I'm saying and I'm I'm mad like even when they showed the pictures of Darren Wilson after the verdict of his face there was no scratch on him nothing nothing even his own friend, the witness that was there, said that Darren just shot, bop, bop, bop. And then Mike Brown just, you know, was collapsing, and then he just shot rapid fire again, bop, 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 you know? And the documentary takes place of all that, um, where the cop car was, where Mike Brown was, the shell casings, the... The, bu- the, the bullet entries and all that. The head bullet that was in the head. takes a, it, it takes account to a lot. It really does. And that goes to show that when people want to cover something up, when people want to make something seem like what you're not trying to see it for it you you got it raises some questions you can't just believe authority you know what i'm saying but then we go also to white supremacy you know what i'm saying but i'm not i'm not good like i said it's not, i'm not even going to talk about that right now but it was a very very well done documentary very good i encourage a lot of people to go uh watch it you know um it's only ten dollars on itunes if you guys want the HD version, it's like what twelve bucks or something like that. Oh, y'all can rent it for like five or, or four dollars, five or three dollars. You know what I'm saying? Just rent it. But it's a very, very, very well done documentary. Um, I like the fact that it touched based on the the media cover up, especially that store, that store footage. They were, they were really going ham on that store footage, making it seem like he was robbing something. And uh, because of this documentary, they ended up finding out that there's context to that initial first store interaction with the store clerk. It looked like he was robbing or whatever when what's in the case. It wasn't true. He was never robbing. You know what I'm saying? And there was a second video a video that the police knew and chose to hide from the public if it wasn't for this documentary. I'm, I'm telling you, it was crazy. So they had to demonize him publicly to justify the killing. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, it was a very, very well done documentary. Um, I give my hats off to the 
to the director. I would love to interview him. You know what I'm saying? I would love to talk to him about it, but um, maybe that's for another time. You know, I got I got other things on the works. You know, but um, so let's just get to the to the topic. Um, relationship advice. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't gonna really do a show this week, but some people in my uh. And I know personally, and only one person uh, reached out. So I got three advices I'm going to give out. So um, what ended up happening was I put, um, I put it on Twitter, but I deleted it. Say, yo, on my next uh, podcast, I'm just going to do a, something a little light. I'm going to just touch upon relationships. So if you guys want some advice, just hit me up. Only one person hit me up. You know, and the other other two were like, you know, um, friends of mine that I asked them, hey, do you mind if I read it on the podcast or whatever? So, um, I'm going to actually, hold on, let me try to see if I can change the music right now. Give me a minute, guys. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I decided to go with a lighter beat. You know what I'm saying? I decided to, to do it something, do something different. You know what I mean? All right. So, my man's first question, he said, Hi, my name is Ryan. I like your podcast and everything you're doing. I have a relationship question. Well, I'm here to help. Let's see. Let's see how, let's see how I do. Let's just see how I do. I might fuck this up, but whatever. I have been dating my girlfriend for two years, and we're talking about living together but recently she's been unhappy and unsatisfied in the relationship because I'm because I'm never around I just started a business with two friends of mine all my time is going to it recently and she got mad recently she also got mad because I flew back home to Chicago just to visit my sister my new nephew that she just gave birth to she basically got mad because she said you rather spend time with your family than with me. I really never had looks, uh, good luck with girls. She's just the first hottest one I've dated. What do I do? Well, um, uh, I kind of, Ryan didn't really have a lot. He didn't give me a lot to work with. So me and him were messaging back and forth. And he basically told me that his girlfriend is a makeup artist that doesn't have a lot of um, work. You know what I'm saying? So she, so she, for within seven for a whole week, she could work two, maybe three jobs. That doesn't even take long. And throughout the whole day or the rest of the week, she's basically free. There's nothing for her to do. And that was a big, big sign for me. That was one of the first signs. The second thing was. I asked them, is she mostly disrespectful towards you before you whole started this whole business? His response was, yeah, she kind of she is she like the bossy chick or whatever. And she's always like, she got her foot in my neck and all that. And Ryan, well, guess what? I'm going to answer this today. Um, the, the main th- the reason why I want to know about 
your, uh, you know, your, your, your her, her thing. I want to know about her, her uh, job thing is because uh, I don't mind is the devil's play, playground. Uh, I don't mind is the devil's playground. When someone's idle and they got nothing to do, no direction, they don't got no ambition, nothing to do whatsoever, they're going to just start fucking around and start coming up with the craziest things to come up with. How many of you, when y'all went in high school or something, y'all been, y'all were together with y'all girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever, and then y'all just bored and y'all just hit them up like, what the fuck is this motherfucker doing? You know what I'm saying? I don't mind the devil's playground. And I, I asked him a little bit more about his business. And I told him, did it basically start when you started your business and he's like no but it got worse when I did so it shows me that she's basically threatened by this new business venture because a lot of women know whenever a man becomes economically independent more opportunity and doors open up for different women to come. And she kind of sees that as an opportunity to like, let me just stop this now before it gets crazy. Because I like to control him. You know what I'm saying? Ryan, you got a controlling girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? You got someone that is basically very manipulative. And if you don't check this, then you have to leave. Because it looks like it's going to get a lot worse. You know what I'm saying? So, when I, you know, I, I gave him some advice. But I'm giving him more advice on this. You know, because I told him to listen. Um, the main thing is that it's not her fault. I know it's going to sound crazy. It's not her fault. A lot of it falls on you. Why does it fall on you? The last part of that, you said she's the hottest girl I've dated. The hottest girl I've dated. My man, you're not supposed to think like that. You know what I'm saying? You're not supposed to. You're supposed to already have a lot of confidence in yourself. No matter. Listen, this. I hey, I could be a seven, and I could date a Megan Fox. That's a ten. I'm still going to think I'm flying at her. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how I got to move around. I can't just put somebody on the pedestal. Because not everybody, but most people will take advantage of that. And it looks like she took advantage of that. And she is taking advantage of that. Now, you got two options. Do you want to save it? Or do you want to leave? Now... If you want to leave, that's perfectly fine. Pick up the phone, yo, bitch, we done. No harm, no foul. You know what I'm saying? You got a business to take care of. You're doing what you got to do. You know, you don't got nothing to worry about. You know what I'm saying? You could, you could just date around and you could worry about relationships later on. But if you want to save it, second option, there's a lot of work that you got to do. Because there's going to be a lot of pushback. It looks like she doesn't like to give out, give control. She likes to have 
you're basically your balls in her purse. She likes to have control. And you're going to have to work hard for that. Check her on everything. You know what I'm saying? Check her on everything. And when I say check, I mean, she comes out her face, let her know who's boss. And be like, hey, yo, like, like simple things. Hey, we're going to P.F. Chang's. I don't like P.F. Chang's. No, we're going to P.F. Chang's. The fuck we going to P.F. Chang's? Because we're going to P.F. I said we're going to P.F. Chang's. We're going to P.F. Chang's. You know what I'm saying? Something, Just something small like that. That's very combative. You got to check her on that. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I got to go to the meeting. Why you got to go to the meeting? Because I'm going to the meeting. This is how I make my money. So what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? And just check her on that. Don't apologize for things that you're not wrong in. Don't conform just because she wants you to conform. Remember, a lot of guys value sex. Don't value sex. Don't put that on a pedestal. Because a lot of women already know that. You know what I'm saying? And that's the only bargaining chip that they have is sex. Don't don't worry about that. You got you got two hands. You've been using this since you were 16, my man. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta you can't just let that be, you know, the only thing that, oh man, you know, if I don't do this, I don't have to the fuck out of here. Nah. You know, don't don't be controlled by that because that shows your weakness. You know, you got low self-confidence, you're insecure, and then you're weak. Who's gonna wanna be with you? You feel me? So that's basically my advice for you, my man. You know what I mean? Um, see what you wanna do with that. Because you know, she feels threatened already by your business. And she already feels some type of way, and you know. She already's been testing you. Next thing you know, she's probably gonna be fucking with your friends. You know what I'm saying? You don't know, but um, you know that's my advice for you, bro. You know, I hope, good luck, bro. Just hit me up and let me know what's going on next, all right? All right, man. So, <laughs> all right, uh, I got the second, second, uh, um, um, um write-in little message. Um, this is, but this guy didn't want to give his name up, so I'm going to just make up a name. I'm going to just, uh, make up a name. Uh, this, this is, uh, <laughs> this is Joel. <laughs> Joel. I, I <laughs> it's Joel, alright? Alright. I met the stick sexy Latina, alright. Alright, so we already starting off fucked up. Thick, sexy Latina on Tinder? Oh, okay. You sure you back page, my man? Alright, alright. I met this thick, sexy Latina on Tinder. After a week of talking to her, we decided to go out on the date. Alright, shouts out to you, bro. She told me she wanted to choose a place, so I let her. After we met up, it kind of noticed that the spot she chose was kind of expensive. It was the Pix Theater downtown. The Pix Theater. Oh, that Pix Theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. That place is type crazy. Have y'all been there? The Pix Theater? They basically got beds for y'all. You know, you go in there, you get a movie and all that. You basically like I have a you have a bed and a waiter that comes to you and just yo, them tickets is crazy. Alright. I just ignored it. But she was um but she was 
she then told me that I was the first black guy she dated. Uh, that's kind of a bad sign. That kind of turns me off. Yeah, turns me off too. But I still gave it a shot. After I paid and the date was over, I went for the kiss and she dissed me. Ooh. My question is, do you think I paid too much on a date? Is that why she curved me? Damn. God damn. Jesus, hold on, let me read this back again. Um. All right. So, the one that first of all, whenever, for, uh, to me, this is just to me. Red flag. If a woman ever tells you, "Hey, I'll choose the place," run, run, or just say, uh, "No, I'm choosing the place. Don't worry about it. I'm choosing the place," because they kind of already know what the place is about. You know what I'm saying? You kind of have an idea, but that's that's just to me. I'd be like, "Nah, I choose the place. Don't worry about it." You know? Um, at least she got good taste. Picks the picks theater. Shit. Um, goddamn. All right. But um, the second thing is, I don't. Man, this is the thing. I, Latinas, why? Oh, first of all, Latin people. Yo, what the? F- you're the first black guy at the... Yo, that is... First of all, that's foul. Y'all shouldn't even be thinking like that. You know what I'm saying? That This is this is a Latina that... This is a Latina. I bet you she's light-skinned, right? I bet you she was light-skinned, bro, right? Because this is the type of Latina that... Her mind's already Europeanized. You know what I'm saying? Um, so let me just... That, that just rubs me the wrong way. First black guy... See, if that turns you off right there, you don't even worry about the kiss. You know what I'm saying? So, like, um, first black guy I dated kind of turned me off. If that kind of turned you off, then I don't know why you, you stayed, but all right. But um, the way I see it is, me personally, I don't spend more than 50 bucks on a date. Me personally. I don't spend no more than 50 bucks on a date. If we meet somewhere and it's $50 and she wants to go somewhere else either we're walking or she's paying oh guess what we're going to the 99 cent store and balling out because I'm not spending more than $50 on a day um why no more than 50 because more than that oh, a girl will kind of like see you as a sucker you know what I'm saying? They kind of see you as a simp. Um, let's be honest, ladies. If 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 I do have like maybe one one woman listener, let's be honest. Women kind of they kind they kind of know if you if they're gonna play you out or not, or that they know that if you're about it. You know they kind of know that by the few interactions that they have with you, and if. If you start noticing some of the tests that she's going to be doing, that, oh, she's, you know, ordering things that she can barely pronounce, or and she's telling me to, let's meet up over here at an expensive spot, that's a huge red flag. That means she wasn't, she wasn't taking you serious. She just wanted a good time. And guess what? You were the wallet. You know what I'm saying? Um, me, that's me personally. I don't spend more than 50 bucks. You know what I mean? 
those are some of the red flags right there. But also, let me put it on you. Maybe you were giving some of that energy that you were counting your bread. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, nobody likes a cheapskate. You know what I mean? Nobody really likes a cheapskate. So maybe you were giving out some negative energy. I don't know. I wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you were giving out some negative energy. Um, but that's that's just a that that's just a little side thing. But I'ma just go back to what you were saying because how everything is adding up. She said you're the first black guy she she dated. Like that's supposed to be something to be said. She chose the place. Those are already two red flags, and then on top of that. She didn't kiss you, you know, like, I'm not saying that she's supposed to, but she didn't kiss you. That means she already had in her mind that she wasn't going to do it in the first place. You know, that that's just a re- that's just reconfirming the first two red flags. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that, that not kissing you is like the end, because come on, let's be honest. No, no girl that doesn't kiss on the first date. Fuck out of here. If a girl's really feeling you, she she's she she wouldn't care. You know what I'm saying? But um, I, it's not that you overpaid. That's not the issue. It's the issue that you missed some of the red flags that were there. You know what I'm saying? Um, next time, just learn from the from from this experience. Um, next time, just notice some of the red flags. A girl wants to meet you somewhere. Be like, no. I got you. You know what I'm saying? First date. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't be getting used. And, um, hopefully that works out for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Good luck. All right. Um, the last and final, final, final one. This is from a personal friend of mine. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hide his name. I'm gonna hide his name. I'm, a I'm going to call him Danielle. <laughs> that sounds like a stupid ass name. Fuck it, Danielle. All right, Daniel. Um, me and my girl, for uh, five years, are going through a rough few months. I'm, I'm getting in this new job with benefits, and I feel like my girl is hating on me. Always starting fights and off comments like, don't be late to that little job. What do I do? Well, Danielle, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's why it's like a stupid name. Um, uh, the, 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 that's, I, I uh, actually spoke to him, you know, back and forth so I could get a little bit more information about what's going on. Um, basically, his, uh, his, his check started kind of like, Hating on him about, you know, starting a new job and all this, like a very, very good, good, good job, you know what I'm saying? And she's kind of saying off comments, starting fights for no goddamn reason, you know what I'm saying? You know, doing stupid shit. And according to him, she was never like this. So the the whole, you know, disrespectful thing, obviously that's going to be a given. You know, like, yeah, she's being wild and respectful. You got to check her. But, you know, he's been checking her or whatever. But a couple of things 
that I've uh, noticed. One, obviously, she feels threatened by this, which a woman shouldn't feel threatened, but you know, some women do. You know what can what can I say? But this is a perfect example of hating up. Uh, Dr. Joy DeGru basically um, described this. Um, some people have a hating up mentality, a, a crab in the barrel mentality, that basically is whenever you're doing something right, they hate on you to protect you. So, for example, if you are if you with somebody and you and this person are doing bad things. You know, just smoking in the middle of the day and and starting bullshitting all this other stuff. Then they'll ride out with you. They're loyal as shit. But once that, once you start going like, nah, I don't want to do none of that bullshit. I don't want to, you know, um, do none of that negativity. Then they, that's when they start hating up because you never hate down. You hate up. You know what I'm saying? They start hating up and. They'll stop putting you down. But like, yo, we used to steal, uh, you know, socks together. Me and you used to steal through the rooms. What, what, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they're looking at you like you, there's something wrong with you. You know what I mean? Um, But they always hate up. And I, that's what I see in this situation. I see that she's hating up because um, she's trying to put, you know, psychologically, you're trying to protect somebody from... Uh, from, from anything. It goes all the way back to slavery. You know, when slave masters used to come to the plantation and just walk around and be like, oh, is that your boy right there? And you start talking down about your own son. They start talking down about their own son. They're like, no, he's shiftless, he's stupid, he's dumb, he doesn't do anything, he's lazy. Because you don't, because it's basically, you. I don't want you to sell him. And if that's my daughter, I don't want you to breed her. Psychologically, that happens. Some parents do that to their kids. And that's what I see with this. She's just hating up because she's psychologically trying to protect you. She doesn't want, want you to get fired or be, you know, belittled or whatever the case is. That's what she's basically doing. So, um, my best advice for you is just talk it out. Um, you know, see see what she wants out of the relationship. Let her know how you feel. You know, as men, we don't really talk that much to our women. You know, we think that that's a uh, weak. You know, look, just talk to them. You know, be like, listen, like, just you know, put on the put put it to the side. Be like, listen, you know, I, I feel some type of way about this, bro, and all this other stuff. You know, doesn't make you weak. It just makes you human. You know what I'm saying? It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. You feel me? Alright, man. That's been these uh three three uh things. Let me hold up. Hold up. Alright. Alright, gotta put my old music back on. Alright. Alright, man. I hope you guys enjoyed this um you know little episode. I know I didn't talk about anything deep. It wasn't something too crazy. It wasn't something too deep. I just wanted to just try something different. You know, just let me know what you guys like, uh, if you guys liked it or not. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, if you guys want to hit me up or follow me, hit me up on Twitter at Radical underscore Latino underscore. Same thing on Instagram, Radical underscore Latino underscore. If you listen to this on YouTube, check out my podcast. You know, it's on Google and the iTunes store. You can probably find it in the description of this video. Just type in The Radical Latino. You should find it. Um, you know, so hope you guys like it. Let me know what y'all think.